What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. It's awesome delight. Uh, folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Welcome to a brand new edition of Ike Live. And you know what? This is a little different here because this is a Friday night episode of Ike Live. We've got a very, very special show for you tonight. Two of the biggest guests we've had on Ike Live in, in a good, quite, quite a good while. We've got Kevin Van Dam and Cody Meyer joining us tonight. Can't wait to talk to both of them. Uh, both superstars in their own right. Super. Superstars. Uh, we got a great little crew here in studio tonight, sitting to my right. You know him by many names, including Stormtrooper, Worf, Fathead, but we know him as Sco- Lovable Dave, our <laughs> friend, Dave Brodzik. Dave, how you doing? Excellent. Great great time to be here Friday night. I can't wait, dude. It's, it's good, right? No work. No work, right? So, what do, do you are you ever called in on Saturday? Is there a chance that you would get an emergency call tomorrow nah, and be hungover coming into work? There, or no? There's enough dudes around the block lined up for double time. Gotcha. I, I would never see that even if I wanted to. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> you know it does. I mean? It does feel. Brian yeah. commented. It does feel a little different. It feels nice a Friday night show, right? I like L- it, man. Yeah, a little different. There's no responsibilities to wake up to tomorrow, nah. <laughs> and uh, it's nice. It's freeing. It's very freeing. Free. It's very freeing. Speaking uh, of which, yes. Oh, yeah, very freeing. Um, Also in studio tonight, handling the IMs, uh, and and please, we want to hear from you all night. All night. We've got uh, Rich, a.k.a. Riz, a.k.a. Rizzo. Rich, how you doing tonight? Doing great, Mike. I'm uh, excited for a Friday night show. It has a little different feel, different vibe. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty much the perfect weekend. Going to do an Ike Live tonight. Yes. Fish a tournament tomorrow. Yes. Go to your party tomorrow night. Yes. And then fish again Sunday. Yes. Come on. Let's fish. Yeah. And we will talk talk a little bit about that later in the show. Dude, you're hardcore. You're hardcore. I want to mention everybody, Ike Live has a tendency to make people famous. Of course, (laughs) Brian the Carpenter signing autographs at the Classic. Still can't get over that. But now we're getting ready to make our very own Rich famous. He's going to be on Bass Talk Live very soon, talking about his recent success. Oh, really? Very, look, he doesn't even know yet. <laughs> very excited. Rich, you're going to be famous after that interview. Gone places in this business, man. I'm telling you. Uh, pushing, <laughs> pushing buttons, making plays. Uh, honestly, the backbone of the show. It's why, why it's still going on, because we all wanted to bail like 30 times if it wasn't for this guy. <laughs> oh, nobody wanted to quit more than me. <laughs> <laughs> including you. Yeah, including I, you. I quit almost every show. Right, except exactly. Tonight. Except tonight. Uh, yeah, tonight I'm Bri- feeling good. Brian DeCarpenter. How you doing, Brian? I'm good, man. I'm excited. It's Friday night, like Rich said. We're going to get hammered tonight and then go fish tomorrow. So. Good. I like Woo! it. All right. I do, I do want you to uh, – I notice, you know, we, we always – a lot of us rep our good friend Ed Bassmaster's apparel. Oh. He's a funny dude, and he's a good dude. But 
you're repping it tonight. For those of you that don't know, Brian Carpenter, let him see your T-shirt, too, oh, if you yeah, can get yeah. a little view there. For those of you who don't know, you've seen Brian in this apparel, uh, a lot of Ed stuff recently. Ed Bassmaster, one of the funniest guys in the world. <laughs> yeah, I love Ed. Yeah, <laughs> go, go, if, you, if, if, if you're under a rock somewhere and you don't know who Ed Bassmaster is, search him on, on YouTube. He's funny. He's yeah. a funny dude. And he can fish. And get and out of your rock. Too. Yes. Uh, this show is brought to you by a lot of amazing companies that make it happen because it, it does takes a lot to run a show like this. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> our presenting sponsor, <laughs> Mystery Tackle Box, like Christmas doorstep every month. We're going to be doing an unboxing in the third segment tonight. Uh, we're so lucky to have two alcohol sponsors in the show, Dave. <laughs> oh, uh, and 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 here's <laughs> what here's what we're also lucky. We're going to be talking sponsors later in the show, and this is not a stretch for us because we love beer, mm-hmm. we love whiskey. Mm-hmm. We've got two of the best in the business. I want to thank uh, Founders and Tin Cup for supporting the show. Uh, we also got a Flambo, maker of great tackle storage systems. Hobie Kayaks, the Cadillac of kayaks. Uh, Bash University, uh, hopefully Pete will join us later. Pete Tight, he's a little late tonight. <laughs> Pete uh, Late. Pete Late. Uh, TH Marine, the maker of great uh, marine products, whether you have a crawl dad or a Biggie Small Shot. By the way, TH yes. Marine, 30% off right now, G-Force products yes. all the way through uh, the middle of the month. Uh, Dr. Squatch, uh, makers of not only soap, Dave, but we've said this in recent shows, shampoo. Yeah. Uh, uh, toothpaste, brush your teeth, candles. They make some great <laughs> men's products. <laughs> Good luck, Rich. Yeah, check out Doctor <laughs> Squatch. Uh, they're awesome. Tackle Warehouse. Uh, everybody I know shops at Tackle Warehouse. Uh, last but not least, Torquedo Motors. If oh. you're in a situation, of course, I know everyone watching have have you've seen the footage of the Ike Live boat build. Uh, you've seen Vegas's kayak 9.4. Miles oh. an hour. Uh, it, not, not kayak, crawl dad. Crawl dad. I'm yeah. sorry, crawl dad. It, 9.4 mi- miles an hour. If you need a trolling motor to push your boat, electric only places or whatever, check out Turquito. It's, it's an awesome yeah. product. It's like three times like the idle speed in a bass boat. It's unbelievable. I hit six it, four the other day by myself. Six four. Yeah, that's and awesome. It, and that's in a and that's in a what a PF sixteen. Yeah, PF sixteen. With a that's lot a nice of wow. Nice uh, yeah, that's with a, a ton of weight on boat. Yeah. yeah. Wow. With five batteries in it. It's amazing. Those things are uh, yeah. unbelievable. And he probably doesn't even know about the thirty gallons of water that's sitting in the bottom of it that he never drank. <laughs> thirty gallons of water. <laughs> My shit's tight, bro. Fifty yeah. pound welds all over the place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me. <laughs> Big like a big lighter and a. <laughs> <laughs> What's the shit? A big lighter. We're big starting lighter. this. We're starting this shit a already. Fucking solder. <laughs> big lighter. <laughs> some, <laughs> big lighter and some lead. <laughs> solder that stuff. Uh, uh, listen to me. Listen. Uh, if you're watching over on Facebook, we've got a uh, uh, each show we do the same contest, and it's unbelievable. It's actually world famous at this mm. point. If you're watching over on Facebook, all you have to do, listen to me. It's so simple. All you have to do is like and share the feed. Like and share the feed, and you will be entered into a contest to win the world-famous Ike Live gift bag. It's loaded with all those sponsored products we just mentioned. Weighs in the 20s. I, I'm not going to put an exact weight on it, but Dave, I'm going to say 20 light, 22, 21, 21, three-quarter. I mean, the tin cup bottle is probably 10 pounds. Right, right. The, the tin cup bottle alone is 10 pounds. Uh, so please, like and share the feed if you're watching over on Facebook. 
Uh, also, I'll mention again, we want to hear from you tonight. Uh, we're going to have the IMs open all night. I know they're coming through already, and we don't have a guest on yet, but Riz is going to be handling those IMs. And here's something to look forward to. Listen to me. Brian Carpenter, uh, back me up on this. In the third segment, yes. we're going to do something we never did before. Something wild and yes. crazy. Hang with us. Hang with us through Kevin and Cody. In the third segment, we're actually going to be taking Zoom, live Zoom guests. We're going to be patching them through to the show. Yeah, Rich is – go ahead, Rich. Yeah, Rich, what do, what do, what do, what do you got on that? We're basically just going to uh, freestyle this, guys. You know, we love everybody's interaction and everybody that joins us on the show via message board. So come the third segment, guys, whoever's uh, – Whoever's the most active at that point, yeah, we up. might just bring you in. And, uh, <laughs> so right now, we actually have an early leader, and that early leader we do. is Greg De Palma's sunken Mercury says, <laughs> Jesus, tell Dave the flood is coming. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That, that might be a winner right there. Put an asterisk uh, next to that name. No winner on that. Uh, well, gotta, just put it. I'm, I'm not saying pick a winner. I'm saying put an asterisk. GDP sunken Mercury just when you come on the show, be ready. Be ready. You're already poking. Be the ready. Dragon. We're going to be throwing. Uh, I'm going to talk about your mama. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited to get the show started. Before we do, Brian the Carpenter, we want to uh, thank our military men and women, vac veterans and active. Thank you guys for what you do. It's a crazy world. Also, shout out to uh, the policemen, firemen, EMT, doctors out there. Thank you for your service, guys. Crazy, crazy world. I'm ready to get this show started, man. I'm only, I'm only like two beers in, and I'm ready to get this show started. Yes. Uh, we are being joined by a guest here in just a couple minutes many times on the Ike Live show. Many, many times yes. uh, on the Ike Live show. And every time he comes on, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a blast for us. We have a great time with this guy. Uh, I, Dave, I've got to argue, the best fisherman in the world? One of the best. Is it an argument? It isn't an argument. No, he's uh, he's the best fisherman <laughs> yeah, in the no, world. Not for me, it's an argument. And here's the bottom line: he's a really, really good guy. Uh, joining us here on Ike Live, we're going to catch up with our good friend Kevin Van Dam. Everybody, yes, Kevin. Hi, hi, Brian. Are you messing up again? Come on, Brian. Damn it! What are you doing? You had a you had a perfect track record up until this point. Oh, I don't know. I got his volume. Kev, your volume on? Yeah, man, I think so. Oh, ah. there, he there he is. I did that on purpose. Okay. He was miming. He was clowning you. Yep, he was miming. Yeah. If, Kevin, if you did that on purpose, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Any opportunity to make fun of Brian, we appreciate, man. Yeah. Yes, we do. Everybody does. Uh, first off, Kevin, how, how's, how's things going? Where are you at? What you been up to? What's going on? Man, it's, um, as you know, it's been the most crazy year uh in the 30 years that i've been fishing professionally for sure a lot of changes a lot yeah. of things happening up and down but man i've been busier than ever i mean i think um everybody's you know our the the fishing industry and the outdoors has been a, a be big benefactor for all this covid i mean i think yeah. people realized early on that man you can't take your family for granted. You can't take the things that you love to do for granted yeah. and they're doing it. So it's, uh, um, it's, it's been something. I mean, we went from early in this thing to, they were taking our rights away to even go on the water in a boat in Michigan, yeah. which right, is right. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, to now there's more people fishing than I've ever seen. I mean, yeah. and it's not, it's not like just people going out and, and bluegill fishing from the bank. I mean, 
so many people are avid fishermen right off the gate now yep. and, and, and going next level. And I think the intimidation factor is not there anymore because people have, I mean, if you've got one of these, you can go and uh, in, in Google a YouTube video on how to tie a knot, yep. to, you know, how to get started. And, and people are doing it. So they didn't just jump in, but they jumped in in a huge way. I mean, you can't find a kayak, a bicycle, uh, a bass boat or anything. You know, my brother's a dealer up here and it, it's it's been an unbelievable year. So, you know, definitely the fishing industry has been a benefactor of all this. I don't wish, you know, any anything on anybody yeah. and it, it's been tough. But, uh, yeah, I just I love to see all the enthusiasm and all the people getting into fishing that have never uh, experienced it. Before. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We've, we've mentioned it a few shows now, uh, the silver lining of, of this, right? It's not you know, yeah. n nobody's saying this is a good thing, but the silver lining in our sport is participation. You know, same thing here in, in, in Jersey, Kevin. We, you can't go past the lake and not see people fishing. And it's from, it's from people on the riprap, you know what I mean, lining the riprap to canoes, kayaks, full-size bass boats. It's, it's unbelievable. So that's, that's got to be a silver lining. I, I want to jump back and, and say, uh, echo something you said, which is, some of us in the sport on the pro angler side have been busier than ever. And then other guys, a lot, a lot of us also have been, you know, man, what, we, you know, we don't have tournaments. What do I do? I've never been this bored. What, what, what's the difference there? If we've got guys watching, some of our guys that are watching saying, man, I want to be busy. What, what, why are you busy? Why am I busy? And why are some of, some of our guys not busy? Well, I, th I think it's, you know, a lot of guys took the initiative to, um, you know, just to, to want to keep yourself relevant and, and to be out there. You know, I know early in this thing, I mean, we were doing, um, you know, social media live shows once a week, yeah. you know, yeah. just, just trying to keep positive and get, and get people out there. Um, you know, I think the demands from it, it was early on, it was tough from a lot of the sponsors yeah. and, you know, we had a lot of extra asks and that, I mean, the one thing, uh, you know, that I have is a, is a pretty good social platform. You, you as well. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's just one of those things that it's, it's, we all want to help. We all want to try to get through this. We want to, you know, we want the industry to be happy and we, we want everybody to be successful and, and to thrive. And so we want to promote fishing. And that's, that's the thing. And, and some guys are just, they're not, maybe not as sure exactly how to do that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people have spent more time fishing right. uh, than they, than they ever have, but I've been doing a lot of different filming and, and just extra things. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot of content in the can, you know, yep. to, to put out there. And it's just, I, I like teaching people. I know yeah. you do too. Oh yeah. It, there's nothing more gratifying to me than when you get a message from somebody or you hear from, man, I, I saw the video that you did, or I, I watched the show that you did. And I went out there and, and tried that technique, or I tried something new and, and I caught the biggest fish or I caught the most fish or yeah. took my dad fishing. And, and, you know, he caught his first smallmouth ever, you know, but that's super gratifying when you hear that. Yeah. And that's real common these days. There's a lot of new people that have got into it, um, that, that never had before. And they didn't, they didn't just come in as a casual you know, angler, they, yeah. they came in, got the right equipment, got educated. You watch a lot of videos or went to the store and, and talk to people and they're out there just like every chance they get. And that's what I'm seeing up here in Michigan is like, I mean, 
I've it, it's just been busier than ever. The lakes yeah. have been not just fishing, but but boating in general in the outdoors. And I think it's hunting season. We're going to see the same thing there. Yeah, it's it's just people have taken. You know, we all get so busy with just the the normal rat race that it's hard to remember um, yeah. exactly you know, where you came from. And a lot of people are kind of getting back to their roots. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And and you mentioned uh, filming and teaching. Uh, you know, we're as well very passionate about that. And I know, I didn't I didn't get to come up, but I know you guys had a great shoot with Bash University and you got to visit with, with Pete Glusick and Jeff Olson up there to do a little filming. Uh, and I, I got some sneak peeks at some of the footage. It's, it's really, 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 really good stuff. Let me ask yeah. you this. I'm just going to put you on the spot on this one. Yeah, no, we had a good time. Um, you know, we talked about it and kind of planned this thing um, quite a bit in advance. And, you know, I love um, the classroom. You know, I mean, you and I go way back with uh, Bass University yeah. and, and doing that. And I think it's awesome. But I think seeing it and being able to show it on the water is key. Yeah. So that's one of the things I was really hopeful to do. And so, so you know, we had to yeah, we had a pretty good, uh, we had a pretty good few days, you know, it's challenging with everything travel wise and that, but yeah. we hit a weather window and, uh, I think we got four really strong, uh, segments out of it, you know, I mean, yeah. and, and getting to do the things that I like to do and that's, you know, everybody does things different. You know yeah. I mean? You can talk to seven guys about how they fish a Nico rig and they're all going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Um, it, and it's definitely that way for me. So, I mean, we had a, uh, a great time. I kind of put my spin on, you know, the, the techniques, some of the finesse techniques. Yeah, that we well, that, that, that's what I wanted to ask you. And, and, and you know, really, um, you know, you, I, like I said, I was privy to some of the topics. And you gave away some goods. And, and a lot of our guys are so tight-lipped, right? Is, is that something that's changed as your career, you know, advanced, like when you, when you were first at Bass and, and early in your career, were you tight-lipped like a lot of these guys and didn't want to give away the secrets? Well, we didn't because have to I'm, I'm hearing we... stuff from you that I never, I never even knew about. I never knew about some of this shit. Like <laughs> that heavy swim bait deal, you know, I'm, I, didn't, I didn't know about that. I mean, this is really good stuff. Is it hard to give that up or is it, is it not um, that hard? You, you know what? It, today with, with the live – you can't hide anything anymore. Right. I mean, if you, you know, as well as I do, I mean, if you're out there and you're, you're fishing um, a bait, that's not a sponsor bait, people are going to see it. I mean, I, I, I can tell you tell. And yeah. That, I so that's I mean, called I'm a prototype, just, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we see that all the time. Yeah. But, uh, I didn't even know. I thought, I thought that was the bait company. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel fortunate, you know, I, I work with Strike King and they, they have a really, really complete line and we're always working on, on more things. And yeah, you can't ever use always uh, everything that, that they make here. There's going to be times, but, but for the most part, I, I pretty much fish, you know, their stuff. I mean, uh, in some of that, I mean, they don't make three quarter ounce, you know, light wire swim bait heads. So we, we make them up to half ounce, but we don't, we just don't make those real heavy ones. Yeah. So um, you know, I've got guys, we're, we're always working on new stuff too, you yeah. know I mean? That, but, but yeah, I don't, I like, I like teaching people how to do it and I just can't fish slow. You know that. I mean, I, if yeah. I'm fishing slow, um, I'm doing it 
still fast. Right. <laughs> and that's really what I kind of showed is like, hey, you don't have to. And, and listen, if you know right where they're sitting, there's nothing better than a super light, uh, you know, Ned rig or a, a, a real lightweight wacky worm or whatever. But you better yeah. know they're sitting there to to be able to do that. And up here in the north, especially on the Great Lakes um, and, and a lot of these bigger bodies of water all through, you know, the northern tier you got to cover water to find them. I mean, yeah. they're, they're aggressive when you get around them, they're, they're going to show themselves. So you can uh, use a, a finesse technique, but do it in a, in a fast paced action, you know, you know, way to, yeah. to get them to show. And cause you can always slow down, but, you, but you can't cover more water if you're fishing too slow. Right. Well, I, I, uh, my, my style, honestly, uh, I, I probably told you this before drunk somewhere, um, <laughs> but I very much, uh, emulated your fishing, you know, I, I was sort of coming up as you were, uh, making it in the sport and you definitely affected my style of fishing. And, and that's the way that I like to fish too. You know, it's hard for me to slow down for sure. Yeah. The one thing that I've noticed about, about you, especially though, Mike is in the last few years, you have made a, a really big shift to a lot of the different finesse techniques. I know you've been to Japan a couple of times yeah. and you've seen some of these, you know, the Tokyo rig and, and Nico rigging in the, in the very beginning, the Ned rigging and that, and not that you, you do it slow, but this day and age with the electronics as good as they are and the anglers and the mapping is so good. Um, you've got to maximize every bite off of a, a spot because somebody else is going to be fishing it, yeah. you know? And so you have to finesse fish. I mean, that's the thing that, that I learned, um, in recent years, is you can't just go out and throw six XD all day long and ex right. expect the win. You got to follow it up with uh, some other baits to make sure that you catch everyone out of that. Yeah, school. I'd I'd agree. I'd, I'd agree with that. Are 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 those days over, Kevin? Because when you look back at that, you know, I, I like to call it the heyday of bass fishing. You know, it's like the eighties and nineties to me were the heyday of bass fishing. When you look at those guys like uh, a Denny Brower with a jig, yeah. with a David Fritz with a crankbait, um, where, where they dominate it. There was a period of time where they dominate it. Uh, here in, in the, you know, the 2000s, 2020 here, are, they, are those days over? Can, can a guy well, live by one bait now, or do you have you to know, be versatile? Most of the lakes we go to on the schedule, you just, you can't. Um, right. You know, and it's, it's not, I mean, we don't go to a place like Table Rock that often where you can run the lake and run a pattern and, and fish all day with a swim bait or fish all day with a jerk bait and just run more spots. You have to maximize the fish off of those, off of those particular areas. So, so it has, that part has changed um, somewhat. I, I think that you can still be a specialist so you know and and do really really well you got to fish your strengths you got to fish you know what you've got confidence in yeah. but when you see that spot that you know has got potential yeah you follow it up with the you know with those with those other baits as well yeah. so it's you know i changed definitely um you know in the last five or six years and and it's you know the format makes a difference too you know the bass pro tour where you know everything now over two pounds counts um, you know, and last year when it was one pound, it, you better, you know, you had to, and, and right. I didn't care for that. I, I really, um, I, I can catch them. I think as we fished major league fishing, both of us since day one, From you know, the beginning. And, yeah. and, 
I love the format. It's super, you know, intense. You're never out of it and you're never safe. But um, I like the idea. I, I really like the idea when we went to the two pound minimum this year, it yeah. really, it, it made guys fish for bigger fish. It allowed you to slow down a little bit. Yeah. I can tell you this in, and I fished every format, every, every scenario points, pounds, every system E fifties to, you know, BP top 100s to the elite series, to FLWs, to the, you know, major league fishing, the Bass Pro Tour. Um, there's nothing more intense than that score tracker. Um, yep. It'll, it'll eat you alive and it gets in your head and it makes you change and do things that you shouldn't. And, um, and it makes for great, you know, it makes for great viewing. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree. People love it too. Yeah, Dave. Can't yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I listen, I, the five fish format, we both cut our teeth on it and, and, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think there's a lot of guys that are really exceptionally good at that format. I mean, going out and just mentally fishing for seven bites and, yeah. and knowing that, you know, they're going to get that. And, and I've lived it too. You know, you just have to adapt to whatever, whatever format there's, there's no right or wrong, but, right? Uh, you better understand uh, the format, especially when you get out there in the Bass Pro Tour against the level of competition that's there now. And, you know, I had a, I had a good year this year, but, um, you know, it's just always one or, you know, a couple of those tournaments where you're just one or two bites away, you know, from, from making that championship round or yeah. whatever, where you give yourself an opportunity. And yeah, I, w- I was like 20 bites away in most of yeah. the tournaments this year. I don't know, I don't know well, how I got that far back, but I, 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 I didn't have a very good year. I do. I, I, I want to. It, it's it, it's tough, man. It is tough. It, I I want to just add on something with versatility, which is and and we had Randy Blockett on the last show, Kevin. It was awesome to hear from Randy. You know, because Randy was an, another one of those guys, and 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 for me as a kid, who did a lot of stuff that I liked. You know, just cutting edge stuff was, you know, doing stuff that was different than most guys at the time. And we asked him about the same topic, and, and he literally said, I don't know if I can quote him exactly, Brian Carpenter, but he said, technology's the devil. He pretty yeah. much said that, right? So, <laughs> you know, along, I mean, along with this versatility, we've got like this change in technology, right? We've got guys using down imaging, side imaging, live this, live scope, spot live lock. spot lock, uh, you know, hydrowave, like all this amazing technology. And some guys don't like it. Some guys are like, man, this is ruining the sport. What, what's your take on technology? Well, I, I'm never going to apologize for, for doing things. I'm a promoter. You're a promoter. And, you know, I've worked really close with Humminbird, you know, to help develop side imaging and their mapping and, and you know, the 360. And now the, I have not used the, the panoptics, but uh, obviously guys are, they figured it out. And you, you don't see it tournament anymore where somebody isn't credited forward facing sonar i'm gonna tell you it's unbelievable it 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 made a huge difference for me this year having the mega 360 yeah Um, you know every company's gonna have to have it um you can fight it if you want but in the end you know we are on the forefront of helping the average angler or you know the the club guy or whatever have a better outing out there and i'm never going to apologize for, for working harder to make somebody's experience on the water a little bit better. Right. We're not, um, you know, we're not electroshocking them. It doesn't mean you're, you, you just, <laughs> not yet. It doesn't not mean you still got to make them bite. You still got, they move, that things change. 
Um, and, and technology has always been a part of our sport yeah. and you, you have to embrace it. So yeah. it's disappointing. I was disappointed to see Blockett's uh, take on it. And, and I get it because yeah. I was back in the day when we had to triangulate. We didn't have, you know, I've, yeah. I've lived it from. I remember, oh, I God, a, I remember it too. I've done a whole series of blogs for oh, Beach yeah. Week Fishing on it. And the final one is, is just about to come out. But, but man, I can tell you um, there's nothing that, that's more uh, exciting to me than when you, when, you know, a guy, a new angler to the sport goes out and you can buy really good electronics now for 500 bucks with mapping and, and side imaging and things like that. And they can go out and be successful in a short amount. It, it cuts that learning curve down. We make lifelong fishermen a lot faster and a lot easier by that. Yeah. And it's not, it's not just electronics, man, all of our, our line, our rods, our reels, our, our boats, our, you know, it's, it's every aspect of it. Our lures are so much better designed and uh, they're so much more efficient and it, it is putting, it's a little concerning the amount of pressure that's, that's being put on the waters because that's the one thing that we are limited to is they're not making more lakes right. and they're not making more rivers and um, you know, conservation. And that is a, is a huge thing going forward. We all, and, Listen, we are all great stewards of the sport. Um, we can yeah. legally go out every day and kill five, you know, in most states. But, you know, we all go to great lengths. Every tournament organization does to to take care of the fish and, and that. But uh, that's the one thing that we've got all these new people in, um, people excited about fishing. I mean, look at – I mean, you know as well as anybody that, that just the growth in kayak fishing is – it's mind-boggling. There's yeah. all these – uh, I see it up here. There's a lot of tournaments and things like that. And we're, we're just getting people involved and whether you, you know, you want to fish from the bank or from a kayak or, you know, a, a $70,000 bass boat, they're, they're all people that are, um, you know, enjoying what we love to do and have a passion for it. Yeah. And that's, that's what I love, man. I love seeing people getting out there and doing it. And, and I love hearing about it. Kevin, I got a question, fanboy question. So, Mike, Mike, Mike made it clear like what his favorite era of professional fishing was. I'm curious, what window is it for you? What was like your favorite era in this sport? Uh, I think the most important era was when ESPN yeah. bought back. I agree. And came like oh four or three for me. That was yeah. a good one. That was a good. They one. invested so yeah. much into it and made it mainstream. And you know that was a that was a time frame when. Um, you know, I reaped a lot of the benefits of that. I mean, I was doing well. I mean, and, and it just, it brought it to the mainstream sports fan. So yeah. you, there's nobody in the country now that, that watches a stick and ball sport that doesn't know what bass fishing is. Cause they've seen it, you know, it's on all these different networks and, and that. So to me, the greatest era for the growth of our sport was, was that. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that, Dave. That, that was, that was that was an important time. Yeah. A lot of visibility that yeah. the sport never it was got. My favorite. In terms of yeah. nostalgia, I don't think anything can replace the mid '80s with Bob Cobb and the Bassmasters. Yeah. No, I mean come out on TNN. What was how the theme song go? I don't remember. Was it? I can't remember, but it was a great theme song they had, and it was. I remember like 
Larry Nick, they would always show. Do you remember that one turn? Oh, Kevin, that pistol yeah. grip and that ten. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kevin shaking his head. He remembers too. It was mega. Oh, it was absolutely. Yeah, it was the mega bucks event. I think it was down on Harris Chain or somewhere in Florida, yep. dude. As was. a kid, when yeah. I would watch that, I would every time I would see it, I would just crumple up. I'd, be like, <laughs> I'd crumple yeah. up right in front of the TV. Yeah. You know what, what, ha- what happened to no. the pistol grip? Like, it still has Bob, a place. Bob was on the cutting edge. We got a couple of, up here in the studio, Dave. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's their place. Oh, it's, yeah, he's still great. You know, but I've I've gone back and looked at a lot of those old shows. And gosh dang, compared to what the, the footage is now, it, it wasn't very good. But at the time, it was the best <laughs> week. You, know, you, remember, you remember Dusty Pine winning uh, at Thousand Islands? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. Was, I fished that tournament, dude. That was unbelievable footage you know for for what it is but now dusty you know pine? yeah dusty pine that was <laughs> his real name too that's a good day dusty pine. Yeah, it is. sounds like a christmas tree it sounds like a stripper <laughs> his, his li- <laughs> yeah you're mm. right dude that's right i don't know dusty pine stripper but uh, no, you know? I mean, male stripper maybe a male stripper. no it's a chick. yeah it's a chick, it's a chick? yeah dusty how's dusty pine a that chick would be dusty box no <laughs> It doesn't sound very appealing. <laughs> Sounds very masculine, Dusty yeah. Pine. Uh, let me remind everybody watching, uh, if you've got a question or comment for Kevin, please hit up Riz on the IMs. We've got, uh, we've got some that are coming through. Yeah, Brian, what do you got? Well, I think, I think Randy's quote was more to the effect of n- not necessarily the devil. but oh, okay. Did I, I misquote him? Well, yeah. Maybe slightly. Yeah. Electronics took the magic out of the sport. Right. Right. Maybe that's, that's maybe that's a better and, way of looking at it. And to Kevin's remark about a $500 unit and going out and competing, yeah. not against a dude with three grand on the front deck or 10 grand right. on the front deck. I'm right. just saying, Kevin. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Kev. that. But <laughs> let, let I, I want to keep the technology thing going and, and talk about we saw something very, very interesting happen here, Kevin, in the last uh, couple months with guys that, you know, felt like without – uh, technology, right? Without certain technologies like a live scope, um, that they couldn't compete, right? They felt they felt like they were, you know, they had to have that technology to compete. And in any sport, if you look at NASCAR, right? If you look at yep. golf with clubs, with tennis, you know, you gotta have that latest to compete with the other athletes. So we had a a lot of guys use off-brand stuff. And, and in my mind, and again, it wasn't me and it wasn't you, right? But we had a lot of our guys do it, and, and they did the right thing, which was they felt like they needed the technology. They put it on the boat. They covered it up. They literally blacked, you know, put black tape over it. They painted over it. Um, and we had, a, we had a mass firing of our guys on, both, on every side from, you know, the, the different manufacturers, is that, is that right? Is, is that is that, you know, w- when I started hearing about some of it, I had I had mixed emotions because I can jump in their shoes and say, you know, you're you're jumping ship on me, and and I could also jump in the angler's shoes and say, look, I need to I need to compete. I need this product. I I did everything right by not showing the brand. I didn't talk about it. Um, is it right? What happened? Should should that have happened? Yeah, I um. I didn't really realize what was happening until kind of after the, after the fact, you know, that some guys were doing that. I mean, I just, you know, I just wouldn't even dream of, of doing it um, from that standpoint. I, I personally, yeah. but yeah, you know, I get it. I knew. So Mark Rose came to me at the beginning of the year and he said, man, 
Uh, I really, you know, I'm looking, you know, to talk to somebody at Hummingbird. I said, I just, I don't have an electronic sponsor and I'm going to just, I want to just use a little bit of everything. Yeah. So yeah, he bought and he put all three on his boat. I know Jacob Wheeler did the yeah. same thing. They yeah. started that way. They didn't have any ties to anybody, but you know, if you're, if you're promoting for one company and um, it, it, I don't know, it just, it, it's, you gotta, I understand both sides, right. and, you know, Nobody but told I, him I, about the prototype. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't do that. I mean, you can. It's too easy. You can see. You know, you can yeah. see the transducer. Um, you know, I know there were some uh, some guys from all brands. You know that it, that felt like they they had to have the other on there. And um, yeah, it is it is what it is. The bottom line is, if you don't, you know, if sponsors these days want exclusivity, right. and they're paying for it. You yeah. Know? So, uh, I, I'm pretty sure if you look at everybody's agreements, I know what my contracts are. Yeah. It's, it's pretty black and white. If you, if you were going to do that, you're asking, you know, you're asking to be asked. And yeah. There's just not about it. Yeah. So. But you're KBD. You probably could kill a bunny on contract. Right? <laughs> like right on live TV, dude. <laughs> on live TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your contract. I, I don't know. But I, I can tell you, we definitely are in a, um, uh, like an arms race right now, electronics wise. Yeah. That, yeah. That, Riz would have to yeah. stand with, with you know, butt cheeks clenched, no feet, no further than six inches apart. You know, like. right? Yeah, Riz, Riz is <laughs> in a different league over here. Yeah. Now, you know, so so that scenario, I totally agree with you, Kevin. I agree a hundred percent. Right? You know, if you've got a contract signed, you you shouldn't be doing it. As much as it hurts or can hurt, you gotta you you gotta abide by your contractual obligations. But no. the, the other thing I want to bring up, and I want to echo what we talked about in the beginning, which was there's no better time than now in our sport for participation, right? It's, this is a proven thing, Dave. This, that, oh, absolutely. This isn't hypothetical. Yeah, you don't think 2005 was no, no, a better time? No, hold on. I'm saying, I'm saying number of people fishing. Hear me out on this, okay, right? Listen. There's no better time. There's more people fishing. There's more licensed sales. People are uh, consuming content to learn how to fish to get better. Okay. It's a great time for fishing. They're selling boats like they've never sold. They're selling tackle, rods, reels. I know, right? I, I've, we've got a great relationship with, you know, Tackle Warehouse and the companies we work with. We know what's selling, right? Why? Why has this year been in turmoil with sponsors dropping guys, with sponsors not paying, uh, you know, uh, we, we, you know, even even internally here, Kevin, we've had a scenario like that. Yeah. How is that possible? What what is well, going on here? Good question. It, you're exactly right. It it's it's frustrating to me as well because I think early on to this thing, everybody put the brakes on and um, they're like nobody knew what was going to happen, so they just cut orders and cut supply chain, and you know they weren't manufacturing stuff and didn't know, but. It, it's funny because early in this thing, I was in that battle for um, access up here, you know, being able to use our boats. Yeah. And Johnny Morris is a huge activist and, and conservationist. And he, you know, Zona and I were, were really fighting to try to, I mean, it was ridiculous that you can't, you can live on a lake and not be able to take your boat out in the water by yourself. That's or insane. That's so, insane. So, so we really overreach. fought that battle. And, um, um, and I told Johnny early in this thing, I said, I'm going to tell you that the only safe place to be is the outdoors with this coronavirus yes. and people are going to, you know, 
this is going to be big. Yeah. And I can keep, we all believed it, but until it started to happen, um, it didn't. So companies really dug deep. They looked at everything they were doing. I know, you know, Bass Pro Shops was, was exactly there. I mean, they, they um, were trying to figure out ways to, to make sure they could save. I mean, when you got that many stores and you're going to be closed for, you know, months, that, that's a, that's a, you know, the mortgages and the bills still keep coming in. Yeah. Um, that's a huge expense. So, you know, they had to do things to, yeah. to try to save yeah, the not- ship. I get that. I, I get that. The thing that I have a problem with, and, and again, I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience oh, I, here. You know, the, you. Thing, the thing that I have a problem with is our obligations didn't change, right? Like, like oh, your, they your obligations for what you do, and you have to reach people, and you have to you know, hit people, and you have to sell. You, in fact, upped your obligations, as we did. Yep. So why, yep. why, why is – how can you – how can they stop paying – Guys, how can they let guys go when they're over-delivering? I think um, a lot of companies used it as a uh, a crutch to mm-hmm. be able to to kind of restructure. And to, you know, it's a it was an easy out. You know, right. it was an easy, easy out. Easy, easy out. So you're saying you're you're saying I it, got and, it too, man. I, yeah. I I I got the same thing. Right, right. Um, we all did, and and truly, over my career, it, it's been uh, you know uh, we've had the the. 2008, you know, the economic downturn, yeah. that was a lot worse for the economy, for the boating industry, for the fishing industry. Um, now things are, are better, but, um, you know, there's still the uncertainty with the election this year and, right. and what it's going to go forward. But I don't know. I just, I'm a, you know, I just try to be positive and I just work hard. And I, I mean, dude, yeah. I watch what people are doing. Yeah. You're working your tail off. You're putting content out. You're yeah. doing that. That's, that's all you can do. That's what I'm trying to do too. And, yeah. Um, you know, just try to, you, you have to prove your value every yeah. single day. That's so all you can value. do. Now, you now do. yeah. Good so, point. uh, by Kevin the way, you yeah. got to prove your value you gotta prove every your single day. By the way, everybody watching, uh, miss, miss Rebecca came up, uh, here just uh, a few minutes ago and joined us Beck, Do you agree with Kevin? I, I do. That, no, I fully that, agree. Uh, co- they're using COVID as a crutch. Some it, of these companies. COVID is, it, it's, COVID is totally a, people, a crutch. A and, and here's the part that, that kind of really rubs me wrong. Right contractually yep we did everything we were supposed to do kevin did and above everything above and beyond in anglers fact. did everything yeah now listen if kevin kind of gets screwed by a sponsor we kind of get screwed by a sponsor let's be honest we're gonna make it yeah. we're gonna we're gonna cut back we're, go, we're gonna be tight but we're gonna yeah. make it yeah as There's long as we have beer guys, we're in good shape right <laughs> 10 cup whiskey Holla. as long as we have whiskey and beer we're good makes yeah. the world good yeah <laughs> What about those guys? Right. That that quarterly check. Yeah. Pays their mortgage. That's, they don't have that cushion. It hurts. Those yeah. are the guys. It that, hurts bad. Yeah. That it. That it. And there's a lot of the, those in yeah. the professional ranks. Unfortunately, there are a lot of those guys. Yeah. That hurts. When things when things go south, the first thing that gets cut is marketing budgets, and we're at the top of the list. You know, pro anglers are, and that's that's it's never been any different than that. I mean, I've seen it since day one um you know guys are sleeping in their trucks and guys were starving to death early in my career and the stakes are just so much higher now you right. know the, the cost of entry is a lot higher uh participation right. you know you you can't get into this deal i mean it's a two hundred thousand dollar commitment you know boat truck 
entries yeah. and all that stuff to, to, to sign up for a year at the top level, you know, whatever league you're in. Yeah. And yeah. so that's a, that's a big link. And a lot of these guys, um, you know, yeah, I fully you've got to be a smart businessman. Yeah. Now here's Bus- something person. I threw out the other day. We've made the stakes that much higher for everybody out here. Next year, you have more guys that are in, I hate to use the word desperate, but yeah. it's a more desperate situation it is gonna to be. survive. It is. Are we at risk of more people trying to cheat, trying to, to make mm. things happen? Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm no, a I devil's know. advocate. Are you I'm throwing out there. Are talking like, like handkerchief over the camera type stuff? <laughs> yes, Dave. <laughs> handkerchief? Hey, you don't, I don't, I'm you just don't throwing have a that out there. No. <laughs> you put no. a handkerchief over the camera. I've never heard of that it. technique. <laughs> no, I think anytime there's money involved, that is, you have to think about that. And maybe you're right. Maybe more people will be thinking about that with desperate times. I don't. I don't know. We're we're not. To, we're, we're you know mostly we're not homeless, right? Hey, Kevin, <laughs> no, Kevin, you're you not living under bridges. Hey, Kevin, you got Johnny Morris's <laughs> ear. You need to tell him that uh, a member of the Ike Live crew stood up for his uh, security force at the Atlantic City Bass Pro Shops. Yes. Yours truly. I had to grab some scraggly Antifa-type homeless guy in there carrying on and, and chuck him you out. You did? Yeah, I had to Wow. Him. Good job, <laughs> Dave. Where was this? A couple months ago. Really? Wow. Yeah, I, didn't I, I just know. haven't talked to Kevin since then. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, please pass that on to Johnny. No, hold, 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 uh, hold on. Our very own fat head <laughs> helped out. Well, he was right by the front door. He was crazy homeless Antifa <laughs> kind of guy. Carrying on, kids got scared. Everyone's yeah, was, wow. So what'd you do? No, I just it, it, you laid hands on him. No, nah, no, it was just not like that. Nothing that would get me in trouble. I'm you looked him in the eye. You gave him that 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 big square head look. No, nah, this isn't like 1995 yeah. me. This Pointed is 48 year old me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you went up to him. Please, nah. could you so, please so leave the property, Kevin? You can Half ask Nelson? Johnny. No, you can ask Johnny get us off the ban list so we can at least crank call his operator. <laughs> 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 we would like the ability to crank call the 1-800 number again. I wish we weren't banned. It was so fun. We weren't hurting Do anybody. Do we have the same number back? We weren't hurting anybody. It uh, might be a new number. It oh. might be a new no. number. All right. Uh, Riz, I know Why the... Why did you bring that up? Kevin, all right. will you crank... Right. Whatever. <laughs> Let's tell about that. Well, will Kevin crank call him with us? I don't know. We could ask him in a second. <laughs> let's, let's do some housekeeping here real quick. Riz, I know we've got tons of IMs coming through. Let's, let's pick a couple of the best real quick. We, we do. Um, the first one I'm going to go with is from Connor's Broken Spinnerbait. And Connor's Broken Spinnerbait wants to know, <laughs> Kevin, how important is it to think of yourself as a business as well as an angler? Oh, Damn. You absolutely, you absolutely have to. And, um, you know, the one thing, you know, kind of getting back to where we were just at, that I feel really good about is that fishing, there's so many people, we're so lucky right now that, um, with everything that's happened, there's so many people have turned to it. Imagine if you're a restaurant owner or, yeah. um, hotel or Disney or something like that, or an airline, you know, those, those industries have a lot of challenges least we've got a really, really bright future. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that things will, will turn around, but absolutely you have to be, um, you have to be a smart business person in, in, in this world. Yeah. Uh, be a professional angler. You got to be sharp. You got to make good decisions. You got to think long-term, um, with your opportunities and, uh, it is, it's challenging. You know, I mean, everybody's fighting for the same piece of pie and that's the, the tough thing is the industry is not that big. And a, and a yeah. lot of the guys really still focus there. And the non-endemics, uh, you know, you got to find the right ones, you know, it, more so now than ever. 
that have came through this this whole uh, pandemic and and are actually growing. You know, I mean, yeah. there was a hiccup for everybody, a supply chain and and all that. But there's a lot of industries, a lot of companies that are that are doing real well right now. And and this, the, you know, the savvy, smart anglers, they're going to gravitate towards those, and you'll see a lot of those companies on on guys' jerseys and wraps next year. Yeah. Riz, what else we got coming through? Uh, the metal man would like to know, uh, Kevin, how long do you see yourself fishing and have you uh, had any thoughts uh, ever of retirement? Oh, oh, no, wait, wait. Before you answer that, before you answer that, let me jump in, Kevin. And you know our industry seems big, but it's very small, okay? I returned from a media event a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to put any names out there, even though it's like live and normally we're drunk and we say names. I'm not going to do it tonight. Uh I did hear from several people the big R rumor, the big R retirement rumor. <laughs> do you? So who the hell's uh, that? Kevin, we have you know, a I've been doing this a long right time, now. but I I love what I do. Um, oh, you know, I'm a competitive the person. Kids have to get off their tablets. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Kevin. Sorry. Becky. We gave him one hour. I'm sorry. Sorry, goat. All right. Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's Sorry, let's get back bro. to serious conversation. Not kids on tablets. I'm I'm not retiring anytime soon. Oh, you heard that first in like life. Thank God. Wow. Wait, wait, a, wait. A, it's still that moment. Ben. It did. But it's, the, the, but the it's still the moment. I, I I listen. I'm a mom first. Y'all drag me up here yeah. second. Yeah. Third. I'm, this is probably about my third. Yeah. <laughs> do you, Sorry, Kevin? Kevin, do you know is. In your mind, do you see a time? Do you do you look at your career and say, when I'm 65, when I'm 70, or or is it going to be a feeling for you when when you decide to do that? It'll be a. It, for me, it's it's just going to be you know when I'm not having fun anymore. Uh, you know that's that's when you know I'll decide to. Maybe hang it up. You know, I, I'm always going to fish, man. I I'm, yeah. I love what I do. I love being a promoter. I love, um, you know, being out there. I, I, that's, I'm going to fish for the rest of my life, you know, right. for sure. But fishing competitively, um, you know, who knows yeah. how it is. Well, it's, it's, great. It's, I mean, you yeah. probably age the best out of everybody on tour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, what is it? I'd agree with that. Are you are you on that stem cell? Like, what do you got going on? <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkle stem cell on them cookies that you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, hey, it's, it's Sherry, make, Sherry makes the cookies, and uh, yeah. you know, I'm I guess it's. It's true. It's true, yeah, Dave. It, I'm it, glad. It's funny every you great said dude that. Is, is, her, is a great wife, obviously. Shout out. Yeah. Look at Becky. Shout I out mean, to Sherry. On. Shout out to Becky and Sherry, both of them, uh, for Embry keeping us young, for keeping us young and for Ooh. taking care of us. Yeah. Embryonic muffins yeah. or something. Embryonic muffins. <laughs> By the way, Kevin, can you put that beer back up front of the screen? Yeah. What are you drinking tonight? Spotted cow. Yes, spotted cow. Oh, there you go. Oh, yes. I, I never, I never I had that. Our I love spotted cow. Made it to this fridge. I brought it up because we were low, so I brought it up just to. Sharing's not well, we had a. I was at an MLF Cup event a couple of weeks ago, so I I stocked up on the way out of way out of the state. Yeah, I love I love the last gas stations you get to in Wisconsin. You'll pull in that gas station and you go in to pay or you go in to get stacked. whatever. Dude, they are stacked. I mean, the cases the spotted cow. with spotted yeah. cow because you, you can only get it Wisconsin. So the, the, oh, really? the cases are stacked from floor to ceiling. 
and they have it strategically placed at the at the checkout registers. So even if you don't like it, you feel obligated to get a case and bring it home with you. Awesome. Cheese curds. Becky cheese says cheese curds. Becky yeah. said you should try some, Dave. Dave, you should try some. Yeah. <laughs> I did. No, they're garbage. Uh, garbage uh, Riz, I'm not we, to share. Riz, we got one more. We got one more good one. You can you can throw it for us. No, you want to come back? <laughs> yeah, dr- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's a it's a it's a good one. Um, Gratton Fishing uh, said on the same note as Connor's broken spinnerbait. <laughs> what are some of the things you have done to help yourself stand out and market yourself in this industry? Uh, be like a twenty-time champion. Yeah. Well, 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 <laughs> win everything. I, I, yeah, a lot. Well, that that. But I would say a good little addition to that question would be during this time. Because we've got a lot of people right now that are struggling, you know, during COVID. They're saying, oh, it's, you know, it's the end of the world. What are you doing different now, you know, to stay in front of people? Well, I think the biggest thing, and my wife is, she's very much on the forefront. She's standing right over there or something? (laughs) She's in the bag, but I mean, she's she's keeping up on what what other people are are doing, um, you know, not just in our, not really in our industry, but in other industries too as far as influencers and uh, people in marketing and that, just, just trying to come up with um, creative things and, you know, do things to help your sponsors come up with ideas and yeah. actually uh, pick up the phone and, and offer, you know, I mean, I, like you said, I, we have worked harder this year yeah. than, than, than I can remember. And you get more, uh, you know, I, I get more opportunities and more asked to do different things uh, and you just have to, you know, you have to do it. I mean, I'm a team player. I'm trying to, uh, you know, you 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 want all the companies that you work with to be successful. So you go above and beyond to, to try to do that. So yeah. a lot of it is definitely um, social media, but be you know behind the scenes too to do things that that can help them or you know provide them some content or things like that that they can they can use or yeah. just basically uh, working on. I've worked more on new products and things than I have uh, in a long time. And, and I can tell you this, I've been on more zoom meetings this year than, than I know. I didn't even know what a zoom meeting was. Know. We're, we're all very pissed over here that we didn't invest in zoom. We didn't see this coming. Yeah. Dave, you're big in stocks. Why the hell didn't you <laughs> give us the tip on this thing? Yeah, because it's China. Oh, China it's China. Company. Okay, yeah. well, then I, I don't know why. I mean, we should invest it in Zoom. We yeah. could have fucking made a mint. I mean, think about every school is on Zoom. Dude, we could have made a mint. Every every day we have Zoom meetings. The, biggest, the most important thing Kevin said, right? Biggest champ of all time, extending himself to yeah. the sponsors. Yeah, you got to like keep what, working. Not what can you do for me? Hey, boss, what can I do for you? You got to right? keep working. How about that? You got to hustle. The, okay. the, hus- the guys that have the hustle make it to the top. Uh, Kevin, we know you're, you're. it's a Friday night. We don't want to keep you all night. I, I do want to um, just pick up and asked you one more big topic that relates a little to what we're talking about, which was it's obvious that um, COVID has, has changed the environment here, right? Uh, a, lot of, a lot of sponsors are cleaning house. A lot of sponsors are reorganizing or changing what they do. That has carried over to the tournaments as well, Kevin. And, you know, we've got uh, major changes w- with uh, MLF, FLW. Uh, some big announcements just happened. We've we got changes that are going to happen at Bass. We've got a new league popping up. That's LMFAO Party Rock in the house. What's N- what's the correct name? Right? MPFL. Uh, what what's your? We're not your, good with acronyms. We're not good with acronyms. Mm-hmm. What what's your take on the changing environment here? The changing scene in professional fishing. Are they are they good changes? Is are they 
changes that have to happen in the short term to get to a better place. What's your take on all this, all this change in the sport? It's uh, it, it's going to be challenging for sure, especially this new league to to kick off like that. I I think they've really got their work cut out for them. Um, you know, Bass and MLF, um, you know, they've been around. They know what they're they're doing, um, and it's been a struggle for both leagues. I think you know, yeah. especially from a sponsorship standpoint. Um, you know, who who knows how it's all going to shake out? You know, I mean, everybody's out there just doing everything they can to try to um, put themselves in the best position. You know, the, I know the leagues are, uh, they're, they're trying to do what their sponsors are, are asking them to do. I think um, a lot of the changes, especially like at MLF with them uh, merging with FLW and, yeah. and coming to one brand, it, it makes a ton of sense. You know, I mean, put all your, put all your resources um, in, one direction yeah uh, you know a lot of the tournaments and it's been for any sports league this has got to be just the worst scenario ever i mean yeah. to not have fans in stadiums and, and things like that right not I've just not just fishing right every every no, not at all yeah so i've watched i've really watched close a lot of the other leagues um nascar you know i'm really tied i know a lot of those guys real well um, they were the first sport to come back with any fans at all um, they were one of the first sports to come back fishing. Fishing and NASCAR were probably the two uh, first MMA, sports back. And, um, you know, you you watch baseball, the NBA, the NFL, um, and, and college sports especially. There's yeah. so much there's so much money at stake in a lot of those sports. And, and to have people in the stands and, and just everything else that goes with it, um, that it's it's just really hard for them to be able to sustain anything unless we can get back to some kind of normalcy soon. So, yeah. you know, this year is going to be another one of those years that I think is um, that there's going to be a lot of eyes. And I don't know. I mean, I wish I had a crystal ball and said, hey, man, this is this is the way to do it or this is the best scenario yeah. because um, I don't, you know, right. but. The yeah. one thing I know about fishing is that we have a lot of people that want to compete. Um, you know, we've got some some strong leagues that have done a great job for a lot of years, and they're both they're both doing the best they can. I mean, there's a lot of good people in both organizations, and uh, I, I know the people at MLF are are really working hard and fighting hard every day um, to provide the best opportunities for the, for the guys that um, that are that that are there. Yeah. And for the new opportunity with all the people under the FLW umbrella too. So it, yeah. it adds a lot to it. Um, you know, I, I wish uh, that none of this had ever happened because things were going so well, uh, you know, for everybody involved, you know, I mean, I, the start of our season this year on the Bass Pro Tour just took off so well and things were, were really happening. And I, again, that one of the biggest change that two pound minimum just was a huge improvement. Yeah. Um, you know, for the for the television product, for the live stream, um, you know, for fans to watch it, just it just changed the, the, the whole complexity of the competition. And wow. um, and then the COVID deal hit and, and, you know, so many companies are are backing out. And that's that's the challenging thing is there's right. only so many there's only so much space and wow. non endemics are, are hard to get in this day and age. Yeah. With. Um, you know, everybody's is under a, a different budget and more scrutinizing. So next year is going to be challenging, but I think the opportunities are there. 
we've got definitely have the enthusiasm from the anglers and that's yeah that's the thing that um that i'm really excited about is i know that um, the tournaments are going to be full i just hope that you know the payouts and, and all that are are going to be good enough to where guys just like we talked about these guys that are struggling to make a living um can battle through and and survive but yeah. i'm i'm confident they can you know what i mean yeah that that's guys that's survivors yeah, that's going to that's going to be key. We need we need those guys. We need to create a system where new young guys that don't have an established brand can come in and not, you know, not peel out early. You know, they can survive. They can come in and 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 live their dream. I'm just call you a spot real quick, Kevin, on this. I have to. This is Ike Live. Uh, and I don't even know the correct. I got to be honest with you with all the changes, the merger that just happened. I don't even know the exact names of everything yet, but <laughs> I don't either. I, I'm like part. I'm I'm involved in it, and I'm a little confused. I, and I apologize for that. But will you fish the FLW or the old FLW top tier league next year, or will you just compete in the the Bass Pro Tour events? I, you know, I I literally. Just, uh, I'm just kind of like you. I'm just kind of taking it all in and looking at the schedules and the timing. So, um, I, I, th- I think it's a great opportunity. I'm just trying to see what makes the most sense and, and, uh, from a planning standpoint and, and just, uh, from the number of events and scheduling, looking at the locations and all that. Sherry and I, you know, we, we literally, since this announcement, we haven't uh, been able to sit down and, and look at it, but we definitely, uh, you know, it's great to have all those options, I think. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys that definitely, you know, I mean, I think they're excited for to have more events, to have a, a lot more events to be able to fish. But, um, you know, I, I just know that uh, what I want to fish, I want to fish top tier events. And I think both both series definitely are. They're very different. And, um, you know, I just have to take a look at it and see, I, fortunately I don't have to make a decision, you know, today or tomorrow. Right. Uh, so I'm going to look, we're going to look hard at it. And would, would you have, would you think you would have trouble going back to a five fish tournament if you went back and fished that circuit? I don't think so at all. A matter of fact, I'm not so sure that, I mean, I've geared at it for so long that, um, you know, I, I feel like I was pretty good at it for a long time. It, um, I, I, I like I like both. I've, I've, mm. I see the benefits and the pros and cons to both. Um, yeah. You know, five fish is a lot easier mentally. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you fish both. Yeah. There's no comparison to the intensity of, um, you know, major league fishing, you know, every, everything is, everything is scoreable compared to um, five fish because you're you're never safe and and you're never out of it in that yeah. format anything can happen i mean we've seen it time and time again um where in the five fish you know format you you can't catch up if you get behind uh, and you know you you can't run away from anybody either though too so um it, you know it, it whether you're a fan of one or the other it really doesn't matter as a competitor um you know i you just have to adapt to, to whatever that format is. Yeah. And I've seen, you know, I didn't fish the super tournaments this year, but I watched uh, a lot of the guys that did. And, you know, the same guys that do well um, did real well in, in those again, too. You know, yeah. I mean, you, it's a different mentality, no doubt, that you've got to go out there and fish for, you know, big fish and, and say, hey, man, I'm not going to uh, go out and try to get a bunch of bites, but I want to yeah. – 
fish areas and baits that that catch quality. Yeah. Now, if they made an announcement that Bill Taylor or Charlie Evans would be your MC, <laughs> would that change your mind and make you want to come back? Uh, you know. <laughs> But, Probably not. I mean, come on. You come don't on. you don't miss I miss Charlie Evans. I miss Bill. I miss I miss getting up there. Like I love the way they used to treat Pete Glusick. When he it. Yeah, when you know when Pete used to fish. Who, by FLW, the way, isn't here tonight. He's not here tonight, but I'm i I will speak to Pete. And I love the way that Charlie used to treat Pete. You know, Pete would get on stage and Pete would have his big yellow Ranger, you know, because he had that NASCAR Ranger deal at yeah. the time. And he was real proud of it, you know. <laughs> and he would get up there and Charlie Evans. Like a fast know. big bird. Yeah, so Charlie Evans would welcome, you know, Pete Klusik, uh Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Ranger Pro coming up on stage, and he welcomed Pete up. And Pete, you'd see that smile get on his face. And the whole time Pete was in Bagline, he was thinking of the story that he would tell. And this wasn't, <laughs> dude. This was. I'm not just saying this was a bait, Kevin. This was a story. You know, you know, Pete. He likes to tell stories. So he had this whole idea in his head of the story. It would revolve around the, the baits. He could get in his motor and boat sponsor plugs. And it was. Just, it was literally like a 10 minute story he was going to tell. But as he was walking up, Charlie looked behind Pete and saw the other 300 people in Bagline. And, you know, so Charlie has his agenda, too. So he'd get Pete up there. He'd make Pete put his bag, you know, in that circuit. you got to put your damn old bag, your, your own bag in the thing. you got to do all the work, right? I like handing the shit off. I don't like doing the work myself. So you have to get it up there. You have to put it in there and scrunch it down and all that. And, you know, Charlie, Charlie Evans would say, Pete looks like five fish, five alive, his weight. And then he would say it. And then he would always, like, pause. You know, there would always be like, he'd always be like, 12 pounds. 12 pounds. You know, Pete's like looking at it like, just call the fucking number, Charlie. 12 pounds, three ounces. Mark it. How'd you catch him? And then he would put the mic up to Pete's face, you know, and he would bash it in his mouth. <laughs> you know, he'd bash it right into his mouth. And then he'd say, how'd you catch him? And then Pete would start this story, and then when he got like three words out, he'd go, appreciate you, and push you right on stage. <laughs> you got to miss that, Kevin. Yeah, give him the hook. Do you miss yeah, that? I miss that. Those guys are good. I'll tell you, I miss, I miss Scott. Well, you know, Charlie. <laughs> they well. were great. I, I love those guys. And I, w I, I would, uh, you know. Mike, you would exactly be that guy. I would, lo I would love would to be, be that, that guy. same guy. I'd like to be the next Charlie Evans. He would never be that guy. Are you Mike kidding me? Mike would let everyone tell their 10 minutes. Well, because the stories Dude, are never, good. I've never finished a story yet on this show. <laughs> well, that's because <laughs> no, 90% of the time, hold on back. 90% no, of the time, Mike asks this. me a question yeah. and then answers it and moves answer, right on. I answer it my own. All right. I'm, I'm <laughs> going there to it go. Is. Here, no, no, no I didn't. No, here's what I, I'm not reporting. Yeah. <laughs> here's what I'm going to do right now. Brian, I know you had something you wanted. To, we gotta let Kevin go here in a second, but uh, I know you had something you wanted oh, it's, to say. It's, that's in the past. No, go ahead. Come on. No, I was just gonna say, Kev. Now that you're not putting fish in your live well, how many beer cans do you fit in there? <laughs> <laughs> empty, empty beer cans. Empty beer cans. A lot. Uh, none. None. <laughs> how dare you? Uh, no. On a practice day, on a fun fishing day, not Thursday one. nighter. On a fun fishing no, day, I have a lot beautiful of cooler because he throws them over the side of the boat into the water. No. <laughs> Get out of here, Dave. Well, I'm just trying to figure it out. No. <laughs> Get out of here. You're they crazy. go somewhere. All right. Now, Kevin, I, I, I do like the So there's a tr trash compactor in the nice tra uh, There might be. Oh, they do. It. You're right. It's yeah. cutting edge. I the do like the idea. I crushes do, them under the hot foot. Yeah. I do okay, like the off. idea of coming back on the show one day. I'm just saying one day. It could be a month. It could be half a year. 
Come on, come back on with us, Kevin, and crank call Bass Pro Shops, would you? <laughs> it would be so fun. It would all be in fun. It would be. I I would call and apologize after we were done the call right. to the poor lady. <laughs> yes, I would. I'll call and apologize. Would you do that? Would you think about doing that? Just say yes. I, I don't think they'd think it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> No, and, they don't because they banned us. I know. Well, it ma- and it makes everybody uncomfortable in, oh, in the studio so when we do the crank call. Pete and I sweat. Yeah, you guys like, sweat. So I leave the building. It makes me so uncomfortable. Uh, but it's uh, fun. It. It's <laughs> fun. People love that. Mike, the, Mike the Wawa Hoagie lady said that at the Ike Foundation event, the one time that you were an MC, yeah. you made him think that he had the winning bag. <laughs> and he, walked, <laughs> he walked back to his boat with his head down. Oh. Because I, I try to make everybody feel special when they're up there. You know? Six pounds, two ounces. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I try to make everybody feel special. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, thank you. Thank you for carving time out for us. I know it's it's a Friday night. Uh, it's uh, I know you got things going on tonight. I, I can't thank you enough for joining us and catching us up to what's going on with the Van Dams and what's going on in the sport. We really appreciate it. Appreciate your insight. It was awesome. You bet. It's a good time. We'll have to do it again soon. We got, obviously we're going to have a lot of time before uh, the start of the season. Got a few months. So we will, we will uh, appreciate you coming on. Kevin Van Dam, everybody. Amen. Yes. Thanks, Thank you. Maybe out. See you boys. See Later. Later. <laughs> have fun. Don't drink too many. Oh, we yeah. will. Oh, we fine. will. <laughs> All right. We'll and we'll put them in the trash can. Go. <laughs> we'll dispose of them properly. Uh, it was awesome. It's yeah. always great having Kevin on to to get insight from him, and and I think he hit he hit a couple things on the head. The one thing, and it was gr- I'm so glad you walked up as we were talking about that. The one thing he hit right on the head, Brian Carpenter, yeah. Riz, Dave, agree with me. A lot of companies in the fishing industry, out of the fishing industry, are using COVID as a as a as a crutch. Is that, that is true. Never let a crisis. What is it? Never let a crisis go on. There's a saying about never yeah, let a crisis yeah, yeah. go on. Yeah. yeah. The only the only tragedy is one the government doesn't uh, capitalize on. Yeah. Never let a yeah. crisis go unexploited yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I'm glad he said that. I'm glad he said that because that's the truth. You know. And and I know Brian Carpenter. We know for a fact a lot of people watch Ike Live, and we appreciate everyone in the industry for watching the show, uh, and, and we, we try to put it all out there. And it was great that he said that, because I hope, I, dude, I am, dude, dude, I have got every freaking toe and finger crossed right now with my Heshi Ike, uh, Ike approved socks here. Ooh. I have every finger and toe crossed that people in the industry are watching us and they're listening, that the guys aren't doing a thing wrong. We're not doing a thing wrong. We're, we're doing things better. We're doing more. We're doing. We're going out of our way. You think freaking guys in basketball and baseball are doing this shit? No way. Nah. No, we're not. Doing They're what? not doing it. <laughs> the promotion. I'm talking about devil's dude. advocate, though. No, there's no, no devil's advocate. No, there's guys who didn't do anything. There's guys who stepped up to the plate and over delivered during. COVID. Yeah, but, but. But those guys got hurt just like everybody else. Yes, but. But there's people that got hurt that never should have gotten hurt because people had to cut their marketing No way, dude. And they blamed D- COVID. Dave, when you when the <laughs> biggest guys in the sport... You're asking the guy to barely graduate no, high school. No, listen. <laughs> Dave, Dave <laughs> settle this no, fight yeah. between no, me and I my want, wife. I want you to settle this. I want you to <laughs> settle right. this. Because you can uh, use the analogy to other sports, MMA or whatever. When the biggest names in the sport... Yes. And and not even me and Kevin. The other big, big names in the sure. sport are having their 
pay furloughed yeah. or having contracts cut or having you know royalties taken, whatever the scenario is. That ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> these are the guys that are getting them these sales. These are the guys that are the superstars that are bringing traffic to them. And when all this shit happened, they didn't stop any of that. The, did the tournaments, some of the tournaments pause? Absolutely, right? But, that, but that's, a, that's a minute part of the business, right? That's a minute part of the business. Kevin's tournament fishing is a, is a quarter of the Kevin Van Dam brand. The other three quarters were firing on all cylinders. And is it right? Is it right that the sponsors no, but you know, you are guys doing have, that? You guys have to regulate them. You big names can't go back to them. Right. So and you're then, saying it's on you, it's on us. It's on you to then when things go back to normal and they open up checkbook checkbook again, right. forget what they did to so and so. Yeah, don't take it's their money. Thing. Don't take their money. Yeah, well, you know what I'm just saying. You know, if if you're going no, to no, say no, something see, about I, it, right? You big guys got to get together and, and say, hey, we're, we're banning that dude. Don't yeah. go to him. Like this is what he did to so and so. Yeah, it's the same thing. What you you always talk about the union. If you guys aren't ready to join and walk, then what are you talking about? Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Strange. Strange times. Um. Uh. Yes. We're gonna take it. We're gonna take a break. Can Correct? I make yeah. one comment? Yeah. That go ahead, and then we'll take earlier. Yeah. So we were talking about the sports that came back. Yeah. Can I just make a random comment that the weirdest sport without fans is MMA? No, it's not. It's the best. It creeps me out. No. It is. Like you're it is creepy. And not to no me. It's, it's it different. is creepy. It's no, different. Not to me. It's Here, different. Hearing the it's commands is, is amazing to me. So it's funny. I'm, I'm, I agree with that. Piece, imagine if you can hear the I've NFL guys. Like but imagine during the football game if they didn't have the cardboard stupid fans and the fake fan sounds of booing and cheering, which is the dumbest thing ever. Imagine <laughs> if you got to actually hear the head coach talking to the defensive coordinator. Oh, and hear the pads. Or the hitting. offensive hear coordinator the being like, yo, like, making their adjustments. Yeah. That would be amazing. And We're hearing them get curse. out of MMA. Yeah. So, Dave, get the X's and O's of it. We've been to a few fights. You were, you were at one of them with me. Like, the coolest part is getting there when everybody else is in the parking lot still tailgating and you show up for the prelims, yeah. the early, early prelims. Oh, yeah. And we had great seats thanks to my man at the most amazing seats. It was like yeah. nine of us in there. Yeah. yeah. The whole stadium. But when you're there and there's nobody in there, there's no crowd noise. Yeah. And you hear them motherfuckers hitting each other. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, that's that, a, no, that, oh, that, sound, that sounds cool. But the interesting thing is um, I got to film <laughs> with Jim like a, yeah. a month or so ago. Yeah. And I straight up asked him about that. Because I, I was asking him because I know how I feel about the energy you can draw from a crowd. Right. And I asked Jim. You live off it. Yeah, I asked Jim, and Jim was like, nah, man, nah. You know, I get blinders on. I, you know, I don't feed off the crowd. And that was hit. That, you know, That's different athletes operate different ways. Yeah. But when we're watching the MMA fights and stuff, I'm like, Oh, I love it. Some guys got to be <laughs> struggling because. I, I think it's true. You know, because something I, happens and you can hear it and feel it. That. Yeah, Mike would have been one of them guys. Yeah, I, I would have just got my yeah. ass beaten every every. Right, but every besides fight, that, I know? think you would have fed off the crowd. But like when you go to a NASCAR yeah. event, those guys paid it. Like they they have their headphones on so they can listen to whatever car they're rooting for. You want to hear the X's and O's of it. Mm. I don't mm. care about hearing the fans. Yeah, left turn or these Strategy. like Strategy. Little, these overweight pudgy announcers that make another left turn in their life. Talk about like right. talk about the sport. I would love to hear the coordinators talking about it. Right versus. The uh, you know the ESPN people or whatever yeah. Fox people you know it's a good point it's a good point uh, all good stuff listen to me uh, hang in there we're gonna, we're going to take a little bit of break uh, you're watching a brand new Ike Live episode here on a Friday night we've got a amazing guest coming up please don't go anywhere we've got 
the one and only Cody Euro. Myers Woo. joining us in just a second, West Coast Phenom. Uh, hang in there. When we come back, more Ike Live. Hi. Today we're going chest to chest in the Dr. Squatch lather test. On that half of Mike's impressive chest, we're rubbing them down with three name brand bars. The result? A sad, milky film of disappointment. How's that feel, Mike? You see, Big Soap cuts corners and strips out all the sudsy goodness in order to make production cheaper. But not Dr. Squatch. Don't worry, Mike. Dr. Squatch soap retains all the natural ingredients, which creates a rich, foamy lather, leaving your skin healthy, soft, and clean. Ooh, looks like Squatch has taken over this peck party. How do you feel now, Mike? Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. When we say it lathers, it f***ing lathers. You deserve glorious lather. Take the lather challenge for yourself today. Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama Bug. Finesse Jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerkbait and a stickbait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about Calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Is he in my pocket? This time of year, I definitely recommend putting a little bit of this on your soft plastics too. There he is. Another one. Next cast. And that would be number six. I'm addicted. I'll admit it. I'm, I'm straight addicted. This might be bigger. You think so? Yeah. mayhem on your crappy jig and look where the stripers get it you can't even see it man that might be a keeper 